I'm Plaz Anderson, and welcome to Mornings with Plaz, the podcast. It's my endeavor to explore topics of God, family, finance, and in fact, a better you. We'll have conversations with people who have a unique perspective and actions you can take towards positive change. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And the journey starts now. So before we get started, I have to let you know that this episode is supported by Chelsea Anderson, my daughter, who is multi-talented in design, fashion, and graphic design. Speaking of graphic design, I'm old school. And when I was in sales a few years ago, we carried business cards. And there was nothing worse than needing a business card and you didn't have one. Although I'm not in sales now, I still find myself needing a card to exchange information with whomever I need to exchange it with. So Chelsea designed a digital business card for me with a QR code for all of my contact information, brand logo, website, name and number, contact information on all social media platforms. Your choice of design according to the available optional templates, all one would have to do is just scan the QR code and all of the contact information would populate right to your phone. I would say that's genius. So for your digital business card needs, contact Chelsea Anderson on all social media platforms, IG at underscore C-A-N-D-E. Okay, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to Mornings with Plaz, the podcast. Glad to be with you today. Thank you so much for being a part of Mornings with Plaz, the NWP family. And for my returning listeners, a big shout out to you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. If you'd be so inclined, if you'd like to make comments, please do so. Um, also, I would ask that you would go to my website, morningswithplaz.com and sign up on the mailing list. I would love to know who's a part of the family. And uh, I would love to send some things out to you eventually. And um, just thank you so much for being a part of the family. So in our last episode, we talked about perseverance. And we also talked about uh, courage. Those are two of the four words that I wanted to share with you. So today, um, in this episode, I would love to have a conversation with you about the word confidence. And confidence, I believe, certainly is something that we're going to need in today's time to just get through our everyday life, these situations. You may not believe that you need it, but confidence is always an issue when we're moving forward. And today, I just want to get into it with you and just kind of express some things and just have a really good conversation. And I hope it'd be a blessing to you. So let's get started. Confidence is a belief in oneself. The, it is the conviction that one has the ability to meet life's challenges and to succeed and the willingness to act accordingly. Now, in today's environment, social media appears to be king. We can look around and we can see it. And it appears to be, um, it is the not so new way 
that we communicate, whether directly or indirectly, it actually allows us to give or receive opinions, comments, whether wanted or not, and sets a precedence for the lack of accountability for what one says. Now, that's one thing that that that's a whole nother subject that we won't get into. But not only do we communicate through social media, but we also measure our self-worth comparing ourselves to one another, admittedly or not. So in this episode, this conversation is not particularly about social media, but rather one example of the effects of social media that could cause an effect or can cause an attack on self-conscious on self-confidence. Would you agree that it's possible that we tend to measure our, our self-worth by what we see in others? That's a big question. Would you agree that it's possible we tend to measure our self-worth by what we see in others? It may not just be in social media. It may be a seeing one another, whether we're gathering in church, whether we're on our job, uh, whatever we may be doing. It, it seems like we have this natural thing that we look at somebody else and we compare ourselves to somebody else. I found something interesting. Again, you know, I like to read research and have different things. It doesn't mean that I agree with the research and the theories, but these are just some things that I use uh, to be able to have a reasonable conversation with you. So according to a study called um, the social comparison theory suggests that people value their own personal and self-worth by assessing how they compare to others. Introduced by a man named Leon Fessinger in 1954, the theory describes the comparison processes people utilize to evaluate their actions, accomplishments, and opinion in contrast to those of other people. Then he's, he's actually come up with two kinds of social comparison. And the first one is upward social comparison. People compare themselves to those who are a little bit better when they want to um, have inspiration to improve. And then the other one is downward social comparison. People compare themselves to those who are worse when they want to feel better about themselves. Isn't that something? Upward social comparison, downward social comparison. So the downward social comparison, just for an example for you, it says that we might not be in a great situation, but at least we're better off than someone else. I would say that's somewhat of a worldly view, but it's a theory and it's something from years ago called the social comparison theory. Now, self-confidence by definition means trusting in your own judgment, capabilities, and abilities. It's about valuing yourself and feeling worthy, 
regardless of any imperfection or what others may believe about you. Reference mind tools. So that's self-confidence and self-confidence shown in the wrong way could be interpreted as arrogance or what we call high minded. Uh, in fact, in Romans 12 and three out of the King James, King James version, it says, it says it like this for, I say to every man that is among you through the grace given unto me, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man, the measure of faith. I had made mention in the previous episode in conversation that if we, if you decide, if you are one who believe in God and you govern your lives by the principles of Christ, he actually gives us everything that we need in this life to be able to deal in this life, to live in this life, to be able to walk in this life and how we should act in this life. It doesn't mean that we are perfect, but through his word, he makes us perfect. So I just wanted to give that uh, example of self-confidence. Some people may view it as arrogance, but I believe that we all need to have some measure, some level of confidence, even in the business world even in just how we communicate with one another. It's okay to have confidence. It's actually a good thing to have confidence, but there is a possibility that every now and then somebody might take it a little bit too far and it can be interpreted as arrogance. So now I have a biblical definition of what confidence is a multifaceted word that encompasses within Christian thought, a range of aspects, faith in God, certainty and assurance of one's relationship with God, a sense of boldness that depends on a realization of one acceptance of God and a conviction that one's destiny is secure in God as a biblical definition. Now, some of you may be, familiar with this scripture that I want to read to you. And in my opinion, it describes what is needed um, to move forward and to carry on thereby allowing one to be confident by what they have, what they're doing, what they're equipped with. And I believe that we need more than just ourselves our willpower, our strength, our talents, our abilities. We need more than that just to get us through the day to day in this life and to be the best representative of heaven as we can. So then Ephesians 6, 10 and 18 in the King James version, it reads like this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, 
against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked and take the salvation or take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So in this scripture, it describes what is needed to fight the good fight of faith in this world that we live in today. Not only that, but it speaks to our conversation we're having about confidence. You see, in my, in my experience, I have found it to be necessary to have or to be prepared or that preparation as best as one can allows you a level of confidence to be able to move forward. Preparation is a good tool to allow you to move forward. So let me give you an example. There have been times that um, I've been allowed to or allotted an opportunity to speak at different churches, different places out of town or what have you, even locally. Um, But preparation of a message or information that you want to deliver to be prepared, it reduces stress to be prepared. It allows you an opportunity to hear also what we say and what we believe that God is speaking, that it prepares your heart and your mind that you can deliver what is needed to be delivered. So, and then also speaking of that, I am reminded of a story um, about the apostle Paul when he was encouraging a young minister by the name of Timothy and he was encouraging Timothy to stir up the gift that was in him. And the same gift or the same legacy, the heritage that was also in his grandmother and in his mother. Paul noticed that, but he also saw it in Timothy, even though Timothy may not have seen it within himself. So Paul really is trying to encourage Timothy to be confident in the thing that God is giving him or that is placed within him, giving him the ability to stand in this next season, this next purpose of life. And he already had this within him. And Paul recognized that Timothy had this. And so Paul was trying to encourage Timothy to stir up the gift that is within you, to have confidence in which God has placed within you. So I also would just give that to you. I may not see you eye to eye. You may not see me where, you know, I'm talking through this podcast but to encourage you to stir up the gift that is within you that God has placed within you, but trust that God has put something in you 
that you would have the ability to accomplish what it is that you need to accomplish. Have the confidence to stand in the face of controversy, uh, you know, in the face of adversities, in the face of challenges that we have today. Um, I believe that it is the enemy's job or his strategic plan to stop anyone who is moving by the will of God, whatever purpose God has put in you um, to be able to help somebody, to be able to propel somebody to move forward. Um, but have the confidence to step into whatever God is having you to step in because he won't leave you alone. He won't leave you by yourself. So lastly, I won't, you know, so last I want to share this with you by way of a question. Has there ever been an instance where you struggled with confidence or the lack thereof? Maybe you can write something in a comment and share your experience. If you struggle with confidence, here are five things to consider. Number one is to realize that you are not alone. God or Jesus said that I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Those who trust in him, he's already has a plan. Sometimes it does seem dark and lonely, but you have to trust that he won't leave you alone. And number two, look at what you have accomplished in your life. I know there is something that you can be proud of, something that you've accomplished, something that you've worked through, something that you may have struggled to get to the point, but you've struggled through it and you've accomplished it. Look at what you've accomplished and relish in that moment. And number three, get out of your comfort zone. Your comfort zone stifles growth. A comfort zone is a place where you go and you settle and you sit and you stop. It's actually a safe place. Um, I don't believe that even age is a place where you just stop growing. I think that you can still grow to a next level, to a next place where even God would have you. Um, so get out of your comfort zone. And then number four, encourage yourself. There's a scripture that talks about encouraging yourself. Sometimes people may not recognize the value that is within you. Uh, they may undermine what is good about you. And you may not feel um, that you are receiving the best treatment that you should be receiving. Sometimes God calls you to that path. However, it doesn't mean once again that you're by yourself. He's equipped you to be able to do what it is that you need to do. Stir up the gift that is within you. And like we said in number four, encourage yourself and keep moving. Don't wait for someone to always encourage you because you may not receive that encouragement that you need. They they may encourage you, but they may not even give you the word that you're looking for. So don't wait for something, but keep moving. And then that reward will come as you move. And number five, finally, get rid of negative thoughts. Philippians four and eight tells us to think on these things. And it gives us a list of how it gives us a blueprint of some things to think about. So get rid of negative thoughts. They don't help us anyway. With that being said, that's all I have today. And I just want to encourage you to be confident in the things of God. 
to be confident in what God has placed on the inside of you. And regardless of how it looks, just stand and allow God to take you through it. So with that being in mind, God bless you. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. And I pray that you be encouraged, uplifted, motivated, inspired, and move forward. Keep looking up. This is Plaza.